0: So anyway, I want to welcome everyone to the Get Activated podcast. My name is Angela, and this week our guest is Roisin Foley, co-owner of Activate, and the other half of Team Brian and Ro. Now, Ro, for members that mightn't have had the chance to meet you yet because of COVID, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Um, so I think you introduced me quite well there. Um, so yeah, my name is Rocheen. A lot of people call me Ro. Um, so yeah, myself and Brian opened Activate in 2017, April 2017. So just four years ago. Um, I yeah. So we, I'm corner of activation. That's brilliant. Okay. I'm from Waterford. Sorry, so I'm not local. Um, we will forgive you for that. <laughs> yeah exactly and um, welcome me with open arms also so it's like my it is my pretty much my second home actually my home now to be honest that's it um yeah so yeah that's it yeah
0: um so today we're going to um roisin, actually today roisin has very kindly decided to share her journey on fertility um now this is not a conversation that's going to be easy but roisin really feels strongly about trying to get that subject normalized um, people just don't talk about it enough and um, so she's going to tell us about the struggles she went through um, and basically she's going to just tell us the start of her journey and I'm going to let Roisin do all of the talking so I am.
1: You'll be sick of me talking but um, please any questions and to do pop up when you're coming yeah. through this just let me know but um, yeah look um, this is definitely something that I feel very passionately about, very strongly about. Um, fertility um, is a subject that's not uh, often talked about enough. Um, one that I think we need to start having more conversations about, um, potentially with their even younger female generation, uh, bringing up more and more in turn, and maybe even like you know college age, even younger, just so people, so people understand um, what can potentially lie ahead um Ange and I wrote a quick chat before um, just before coming on the podcast and we spoke about t- taboo subjects and it almost is a nearly a, like a taboo subject I talk yeah. about your period and mentioning that word it becomes almost taboo so it's one thing that I want to try and break down that wall am very much aware and respect understand that a fertility journey can be very private um, but just giving people as much information as I can so that um, they can understand that it doesn't have to come with the stress and anxiety that it it can, you can build up within yourself when you're thinking about it. So um, hopefully by sharing my journey today, um, people might relate to some parts of it. Um, people might have to go further than I had to go on and they, um, I obviously can't relate to that part, but um, there could be someone out there who could be wondering, what do I do next? Yeah. um and this and just this, this information might help you um and certainly i'm always open to, to have a chat to anyone about it um anyone who's going through something anyone who has any questions i can give you my point of view and how i found it um but i definitely was delighted to help so um it's a very it's a sh- statistic sorry that word i always struggle with and yeah. um, that Angela and i spoke about as well and that like one in six couples um have fertility issues um, yeah. in Ireland, and it's probably a shocking enough statistic in that we're not always made aware of it. Um, one I read myself was, um, it's if you were to get 90 out of 100 couples pregnant, it would take 12 full cycles. That's a full year to get yeah. pregnant. So um, a lot of people might naively or just think romantically that they might just get pregnant after one cycle, um, but it definitely doesn't always happen that way. Yeah um depending on when you want to start looking at fertility doesn't mean you want to have, start having babies straight away either by the way you can seriously start looking for looking at your fertility um, m- much earlier than when you're actually going to try to have a baby um and it's one thing that I suppose look you can't look back and you regret but it's one thing that I certainly um, would have liked to have looked at earlier yeah um, so one thing I've got to mention was my age when I was introduced myself so I'm 36 now this year um, so this, our whole journey started a couple of years ago. So you always, um, I think, females potentially are and and males sorry, couples are generally having children later, a bit later in life than our, our parents would have done. Um, so by this time, my parents, for example, I think I, they were thirty one when they had when they had me, and I was the last in the family of five. So. Yeah you know age ranges are much different now that's not everyone everyone's uh, different in terms of when they start families but we're certainly getting that bit later in life which means that we really should be kind of looking at that um fertility side of things a bit earlier yeah um so yeah started for us a couple of years ago and i suppose you're you're kind of you go through the cycles and you kind of every month you're like oh, well, this month now and you know you're you're pretty damn confident and you know nope not this month so it, you know you kind of already start kind of going through those emotions of oh like what's going on what's not maybe it's just like oh we're stressed or whatever it is and yeah. you kind of constantly making up excuses it can't be your age you know it's yeah it's 30 foot, 34 to 34 whatever it was you know and you don't know what's happening and you know you kind of take the first few months and then a tr- few months turn into six months six months turns into eight months and um, then you start getting a bit like questioning and stressed and you know you're you're wondering well God what's wrong is it is it you know is it stress like you know he straight away started thinking of well what am I doing wrong or is it like is it something wrong with me? Is it God like you know bi- owning the business even you know it's we stress. neither of us expected um well we always knew when we hard opening a business um just literally we're only married not even not even a year by the time we opened um So you're trying to think of all those things as well. the added extra stress of, you know, trying to build a livelihood for for our family, our potential family and any other people that we hire in the business. And you're trying to think, could that have had a massive impact on it? And then, you know, you almost have um, slight resentment, I suppose, you know, and you almost kind of have this BAME game between each other and, you know, that adds to it all again. And then you turn to this vicious cycle of wondering, well, god is this causing the problem you know and you just yeah. don't know so you know you're looking at it
0: being very emotional you know just to be trying to even navigate that without even figuring out what was ahead of you um, absolutely yeah.
1: um you know and you you do it tends to it adds up to so much it does add up to stress it adds on stress you're adding stress on stress on stress yeah
0: um
1: and then you find it very hard to separate and then do you know what these are sometimes to run away from it and you know um I was, I was, I did start to talk to someone that year professionally. Um, and I was, same as I mentioned to Andrew earlier, it, it does help, it really does help. I mean, like, it's another thing as well that we don't speak about enough is actually looking for help. So when we want to go and get fit and healthier, we go and look for a professional coach in a gym. So we want to look at nutrition, we go and get a nutrition coach, you know, when we want to do these things, we look for professions in that industry. We we for sick we're going to work for a GP you know so yeah. when you are struggling mentally we need to start being able to openly talk about going and speaking to someone professionally about it you know yeah. um another thing I'm very passionate about because this person and going to this person helped me so much um they're a neutral like a neutral voice um they can just like you can talk to them so freely and it helps so much um so much more than you'll ever know really because when you get into the rest when i talk about my journey fully like you know it's just having that neutral voice and having that perspective can help so much and it can help you think differently in, in situations you yeah. know so um that's definitely helped massively um and even making the decision to okay okay well all right you know it's month 12 now nearly maybe a bit more and you know nothing was happening like okay well where do i go next yeah um you know you're I just before I go into that is was you know you're you're looking at your cycle so you're I download an app called flow so it's I'll be put all this information on anyway at the end of the podcast but it just cycle like, just tracks your cycle it's only we don't really are not thought about doing yeah. at all no not Actually. the nicest no or it's, it's yeah. just you know you're I was kind of googling things like gosh, what should I be doing or you know should I be doing this you know and then you see ovulation test kits and all these things that you're you're you are you know you start reading about and the cycle tracking was the biggest one because you know I was like, all of a sudden going okay well regular enough this month not regular oh, kind of on and off like you know so it's just you're not looking at your cycles at all and it's something that I don't think you need to religiously do them all your life but when you start kind of if you If you're ever looking at having children, children, it's definitely something you need to start doing. Doesn't matter what age you are. Just so you're fully aware of your body. You're fully aware of those months where, do you know what? I didn't eat great this month or, you know, didn't get to the gym that much or I'm just a bit stressed this month. You'll be able to see how that affects your cycle. You know, so you might not be able to accurately know when you're ovulating, but you can certainly look at it and kind of say, oh yeah, well, you know, going on the last few months, I'm pretty consistent, you know, day 14 there more than likely I did ovulate, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and actually, just getting a good understanding of your body. Of body, yeah. You know, and it's conversations that need to be happening with younger females, definitely, um, yeah. so they can actually understand. It's not just, oh, sure, this bloody period again is coming along. And,
0: yeah. you know, and that's just exactly what it is. It's a lack of education, yeah. isn't it? That should definitely. be really targeted um, at school age so that yeah. they do understand how their body works and where the cycle is and where yeah. the hormones come in.
1: Definitely, you know. And affected the them. Exactly. The hormones affect us in so many different ways. Yeah. Even when it comes to even just the gym and training and how you should eat in certain parts times of the month. And these this kind of information is just, excuse me, it's really not that widely available. Um, no, I'm not saying blanketing, saying no one's talking about it. I'm sure there are conversations being had in at school level and college level, but But not enough. I don't think enough. No. Yeah. I think it's something that needs to be broken down and, and have more of. Um And do you know what it is
0: too? It's a lack of there may be conversation, but it's a lack of open conversation. Yes. Like it's not an open topic that's kind of widely discussed that people are very much aware of it in all areas of life.
1: Exactly. You know, um it just it becomes it's such a like it is such a weird kind of subject and I don't know why it's weird like I mean women have periods all the time I often get Brian to tell me going to the shop and used to get me tampons whatever there's no big deal whereas some people would just cringe at the thought of doing that yeah yeah and I don't see why there is you know and you know it's just it's it really is it just comes down to actually knowing and understanding what's going on in your body and even just a bit more kind of education in terms of Okay, well, we all know we have a period, we all know we have different phases, we all know we ovulate and an egg comes out and that's it. But understanding, well, what happens? Like what happens before the egg comes out? You know, you have a follicle that's there and the follicle grows and the egg gets ripe in the follicle, basically, and that passes down. And, you know, understanding that part of it, so understanding when that happens in your cycle, you know, so... When it comes to actually planning for a child, not that you can control that, but at least you have an idea of what's going on. I only learned this when I started yes. going through the process and I had no idea of it before, you know, and yes. look, maybe, maybe I just wasn't, I ignorantly didn't do it. I don't know. You know, you'd never so think of it, but I certainly wasn't given access to that information easily. Yeah before that
0: i think like you know if you had done it you would have done it very biologically like it would it wouldn't have been kind of explained in a way that you know that the first 14 days that your estrogen hormone is what's dominant in you and then you know the egg is released and then it's the progesterone hormone and then like when it comes to fertility um you haven't ovulated so the progesterone hasn't been um Perfect. stimulated. So that's what creates a lot of problems as well. Exactly. And like it's simple when you kind of hear it explained as, as it follows in a cycle. Yes. But like I think school just kind of do it like as it's um a biological thing, you know your 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 ovaries and your eggs and once a month you you have a period and that's it. There's nothing about why no. or how in any of it. Exactly. You know
1: when it's yeah. it's just
0: like, sorry one. I'm no, like you say it should be that's that should be started off like at 11 12 so that they grow into this comfort of knowing what your your cycle is all about it's part of you it's part of your life and um, that you have up until
1: menopause so it is. definitely and it's encouraging those conversations it's encouraging going home and chatting to your mom about it you know chatting yeah. to your sisters chatting to your friends yeah consistently having those conversations so that if and when it does come to this point in your life yeah it's not this big secret that you have to hide and have to like now like again much respect to anyone who does doesn't want to talk about it that's fine but it doesn't have to be that kind of secret and more people understand potentially then Mm -hmm. what situation you're going through you know um but yeah it's so valid you're just you're told like in a high level what it is and then nothing about the detail and it's almost kind of like oh she don't need to know about it until that time comes we'll deal with that then yeah
0: it's like
1: no put it to the side Yeah, yeah don't discuss it should we, yeah. we only have to talk to x percentage of the people about it so if the other percentage just get pregnant and have kids so they don't need to know yeah and that's not <laughs> yeah it's not it the is. right way to look at it because
0: it is it's very bizarre isn't it actually yeah when you think yeah. about it when you look at it that perspective it is very bizarre yeah so you you take us back now we we kind of sidetracked off. Sorry, we You, did, you you're at 12 months anyway yeah. where you've kind of realized that things yeah. aren't happening
1: So like what the first thing you do, just go to your GP. That's the first thing I did anyway. So contact my GP. um, And this is where I suppose you kind of never realize how long everything takes. You think you'll have an answer within X amount of time, you know. So you go to your GP, have a chat with them, explain your situation. They're generally kind of like, oh, look, you know, not, not, they're not fobbing you off. Like, you know, but they kind of say, you know, when you're so age wise, they're like, if you're 35 and you've been trying for six months. Then to go straight away to get tested and things like that. If you're oh, below right. thirty five, it's up to a year. So I was kind of borderlining around then. So um first thing they do is take bloods. So they want to see, like you said, mentioned a while ago, your progesterone. So they want to see, not that's like a day twenty one of your cycle, mm-hmm. but it's a hard one because who? Not everyone has. A, so you're basically to get an accurate progesterone level, you have to have twenty, not have to, but you on day twenty one it should be a twenty eight day cycle, yeah. which is the average cycle, but my, if I look back through my calendar, like I went from 20, 27 to 33 days, you okay. know, so they vary so much. And um, so it's a really hard, accurate reading to get. So you, that's how it all starts. So you come in, they basically try, you're going to have your first conversation with the doctor and then you're like, okay, well, the next day time you have your period on day one, ring us and you're going to come in for your day two or day three bloods. So they test the different areas. They test your LSH that, you know, you how. Just a different hormone. They test a couple of different things, and then from that, then they're like, okay, well, we, we're going to guess that in X amount of days, you're going to be day twenty-one. So come back in this date, right? So you come back in another day, so you get your progesterone level taken, um, and then they you wait for those results. So that's one cycle, and then they ring you on the, t- then they have the results and say, oh, well, the progesterone's really low. So we either missed your oh your your day 28 because you know yourself anyway because by the time the next period comes you know it won't be for eight would have been yes yeah yeah. so if you were if you were day 30 then you should have gotten your blood taken day 23 yeah so you know it's already you're kind of like god that was only one cycle and they go okay we'll do it again next month you're like okay well here we go again next month you know obviously they always encourage you to have intercourse and all the time in the time being um and then you're like how much is too much When should i be having it you know? <laughs> is <laughs> yeah. there a certain time <laughs> so, yeah and they're like relax you know every three days kind of thing around the time you think and you know there's not much like it sounds like every day you know has to be yeah. military but then yeah. you know yourself even that's stressful that, that would stress you anyway yeah, exactly so anyway look then you go back for another cycle so i'm talking i come like into like you know january kind of february of 2020 and a you, you're adding to stress because constantly constantly changes every month is so different and yeah. you still don't really know what's happening and um it's but the best place to start is your gp usually depending on which situation they'll refer you straight away to fertility specialist um i actually spoke to a friend kind of just high level kind of saying oh god look we're just struggling went to explain to the doctor and i'm just i just have to be i was in work at the time just literally before covid so you know they almost no notices but one of my friends would have noticed I was out. So anyway, she recommended the Scotia Clinic. And oh, yes. yeah, so made an appointment to Scotia Clinic in March and literally COVID hit. Oh, so so, the pandemic, of course, yes. Yeah. Between and all of this. Exactly. Um, so at the time, the clinic had stopped all fertility, like any kind of IVF and everything, because they didn't know what COVID was like and how it was going. They didn't want to make anyone pregnant as such, basically, yeah. which didn't really affect us, to be fair, but they still had we still had our appointment um it was very early days because i remember we didn't didn't were wear masks back then they were wearing masks but um anyway look sorry we go you you book in with the scotch clinic and tell the situation they bring you in um so you meet with um the midwife in there with the nurse um nurse midwife and basically you come in with your, your partner, um, which is great because you both got to win. We obviously both need to be there. Like I think you yeah. mentioned, Angela, it's, it's not just the female. Yeah, the it's male as well. yeah, That's another big thing that's uh, overlooked, that it's not always a female. The male can, um, might need help as well. Anyway, so you come in together and um, lovely, just really lovely. They take you through how the whole process is going to work. How they approach it so uh the first time you come in you know they're like okay well we're going to do these bloods today we're going to take test this this and this and these are blood tests we're going to do today then brian is going to come in and do another test for himself and then um roshi and you're going to come back in and do uh, another an ultrasound test um so they kind of roadmap it out for you perfect yeah. fantastic um she's just great at explaining it like showing up diagrams of what they're looking for you know so your bloods are checking for x y and z and then you know if they all come back clear, we do the ultrasound test and then within that they're looking for blockages that potentially there that no one would know about you know yeah. they're looking for any kind of anything that's different and unusual within the womb that you wouldn't even see or notice you know um so the whole process is very very much explained now it was tough at the time because uh you know you're sitting there with this woman with the mask and she can bury her gas, keep falling up. She's frustrated because no one's used to masks, you know. And yeah. she's talking about, well, look, we don't know how this is going to go because we don't know how COVID is going to act. And you guys kind of sitting there yeah. going, of all the bloody well times, like, it's, you know, <laughs> you make the decision to go and like take that step, and then you in the know, midst, midst of a pandemic, I'm no, going to have a baby. I'm sure there's other people in way worse off situations, but you know, at the time, it's your it's your situation, you know. Yeah, so, of course. I mean, for anyone who's going to who's anxious about it there's no need to be I mean they really are so thorough they're so um informative you know they explain every single step of the process what's going to happen um they like you are like they fully look at everything you know so even that appointment alone is worthwhile for someone you know yeah if you were, if you really are at that point of thinking not that you I don't want to make it you don't want it to become this thing of well, I should do this now before I go try and have a baby because you know they're not they might find any answers you know what I mean so right, yeah like for example with us when we got everything through there's nothing like nothing kind of really showed up that was preventing so we were kind of um they didn't know so then you take the next step you know so um but it's still worthwhile having those conversations and even going to fertility specialists yeah. you know if you potentially are maybe in your 30s mid, you know early to mid 30s and you kind of don't know where you're at why not just go and have a conversation why not just go yeah. and have a chat you know yeah. Yeah. now obviously depending on the situation in COVID they may not take those kind of um appointments without a referral they may not I don't know maybe they will but I think it's still good to have even ask those conversations yeah. have a chat see what's going on you know um something that really you look back and you kind of going we should have had those conversations earlier you know potentially you know even though we kept saying well, we're not like we're you know we weren't planning at the time but still shame if you're yeah. not planning it's yes. still worthwhile looking at it
0: i suppose that's hindsight though isn't it Ro? Yes. like you know yeah. you know that's the 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 beauty of hindsight but yeah. i suppose like like what you're trying to but i'm getting you is that it's like just actually taking some action will just take yeah. some of the worry out of it and the, it'll give you a direction um and like you say You might not necessarily show up with anything wrong and then you have to go on to the next step, but like it could show up that there was a blockage there or, you know, something. It's something that you can actually tangibly see
1: and work on. And it's something that can be fixed, you know. And almost part of me was like so scared. I was just like, God, like, what if there's something? And then part of the part of me was like, I just wish there was something that you could just fix. Yeah. You know, it was just an easy, like, like you said, a blockage or something like that. Go in and go, oh, yeah, that's granite. And then It'll be fine, you it know? it fine then, yeah. Um, because it just, I suppose, what I'm trying to get across as well is the, the time. It's the time that it all takes. It's not just a quick appointment. Like, yeah. even with the doctor alone, it was nearly three months just going through those different tests, the blood tests.
0: Yeah. And
1: then, you know, I'll talk about how the rest of the process went to the clinic, but it can take months. You know, it can yeah. take a long time. If you go for, if you go back already to that, that, that number that I gave earlier, yeah. 90 out of 100, and it takes a year.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that's just... You know with or without help so you're kind of you just don't know how long it's going to take and the last thing you want to do is kind of keep putting the long finger because you're nervous you know and you're scared and there's yeah. no point it's kind of i don't know is it um a cultural thing that potentially we have as, as a nation but we tend to ignore things that are diff more difficult. Mm-hmm. maybe not ignore fully but put them on the long finger and say do you know what next month now i will do that do you know yeah. they come to the dentist we all hate going to dentists yes, <laughs> <absolutely>. you know <laughs> but we'll all put them on finger and i suppose yeah don't that's my my message will be don't i i so encouraged to go and have a conversation with your gp even about it about you know about having kids about your planning about when you're planning about how you're going to do it you know it's just going to talk to people more rather than just waiting until there's a problem and then having like retrospectively looking back and kind of you know getting that fixed and we
0: were talking about that earlier about like what would you advise women you know like you know that women should be having that discussion earlier on like you know what do they want in their future do they want to have children if they do want to have children is there anything they should be checking um you know should they be freezing eggs things like that yeah you know
1: it's really valid i mean you know it's it's again just chatting to people who, who are in that professional field you know it's it's I suppose you probably have to go through, I would imagine a few tests first before you start looking at that. But yeah. it's having those thoughts. About I mean, it, yeah. Definitely yeah. having a chat with your partner and saying, she's, you know, like, I know we're not gonna have kids now, but do you think we should go and have a chat to a specialist, see what they recommend and maybe freeze some eggs. Just, you never know what's gonna happen in, in a couple yeah. of years, you know, and um, just making sure you're aware of all your options. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but again, it's not going to happen unless we actually take that step. Yeah. It's not going to happen unless you actually go in and talk to your GP. If you're not happy or comfortable talking to your GP, then um, there's a lot of local fertility specialist clinics around that you can go and have a chat to someone about. Yeah. And there they would there are they are always there. And I don't think we use them enough. You know, I don't think we actually go and have a chat to people enough and, and look at those. Um and if I know cost comes into it too, definitely look depending on your insurer as well, you know, it, it all depends on what kind, of, what kind of cover you have. Um but I do think it's worthwhile having the conversations to see well what options are there for me if I'm not ready right now how many kids are I looking to have to what I'd like to have or like you said Angela not some people don't want to have kids and that's, yeah. that's fine you know yeah
0: exactly but I suppose it's you giving yourself the option if you just go yeah. and talk about it and just start yeah. that conversation and, yeah. and and it's just information and even just to find out your cycle and know your cycle and if you think that you are a regular maybe you know keep an eye on that and yeah be aware of that but that could potentially you know maybe when you do want to have a child then that might affect it and at least if you've got a history of tracking your flow as your your cycle every month at least you can go into a doctor and say you know this is what happens
1: and it was invaluable to me because like if i, I had it going for the year now i was using ovulation test kits which i think i mentioned earlier on yeah. um so you pretty much it's you just test every from whatever i can't remember what day it is at the top of my head now but you're testing pretty much every day and it becomes a thing obsession yeah. and you're kind of like oh god my i ovulating i didn't ovulate this month what's wrong you know because you get this ind- indicator if you're going to ovulate or not and with that yeah. alone i think c- cost the cost of tests are 40 euro for the whole pack of them you know because you go yeah. through and 10 10 10 in your cycle um and i did that for a few months and literally becomes an obsession you like are yeah. every day yeah. kind of going oh my god it's today and then when you do you're like oh yes yeah and
0: then and how do you deal with that um obsession role like i mean like does it take over your life or like how do you bring each other down to kind of like a, a level where you kind of like you're not kind of over anxious about everything or, see, or so
1: is that do you get that way? that's the problem you see and i suppose that's kind of it's it for me it became an obsession and i'm i i'm um, Part, part of my personality is not that I'm obsessed but I do have that like um trait you know where I obviously I I, I suffer from kind of I wouldn't say I have anxiety but I do suffer from, I do get anxious I really do um and that coupled with that kind of trait of that kind of obsessive nature doesn't work well when you're trying to relax and trying Oof. to de-stress yeah. you know and yeah. it wasn't until I actually spoke to my doctor about it and she's like I don't recommend offlation test kits for that reason yeah. because look the end of the day like like that you have one of two things you either like it won't you could you could go look at the wrong time of day and it won't peak as they call it so it should be test shows and you peak um or else you could have a thing where it might read it wrong and it might show that you're peaking and then you get all your hopes up
0: yeah and it
1: doesn't matter if your hormones aren't regulating in other areas yeah. they're yeah. not going to yeah. It just because it said this thing says you're ovulating doesn't mean you actually did ovulate or yeah. maybe the follicle wasn't good enough, maybe the egg wasn't good enough. Yeah. So it, it doesn't, it gives you all these false hopes. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of where, you know, with that, I'm like, I'm not telling people not to d- use them. Everyone is going to be very different. Um, really maybe you could right. use them for one month if you wanted, but my dad, my GP even recommended kind of staying away from them using kind of natural indicators, potentially, you know, cervical mucus and things like that yeah. can be a better indicator. Um, but all in all, just because it says you're ovulating doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be able to get pregnant, you know. Yeah. So that's that would all of it. depend
0: on the progesterone being released yeah. afterwards and the hormones as well. Like, and you know, or, um, you know, because the progesterone has to stay high to kind of get the, the uterus lining thickened, isn't it? So that the egg yeah. latch on. So, yeah, like, exactly.
1: there's so many variants there, um, that a test can't show you. Oh, and that was one thing, actually, the only thing that came up with the ultrasound that I had was that I had a thin wound lining, so oh, if. It, uh, anything we ever did if any egg did um mature adhere to it yeah it just it would never stick it would have yeah. stuck anyway so that was one small thing um but they were never that wasn't a big concern because no. i was like went to it further you know why um but like it can end up thickening anyway um but yeah that's you know once we all test and then <laughs> pretty much what you said then it's just like well here we go we have to try we need to try different things every month so you know you're you pretty much there. Did they, they obviously they're professionals they will give the advice they think you know um they basically they call it unexplained infertility basically they have they don't know they're trying things all the time they have to keep checking your body how it reacts with things so um what they prescribed was from ARA which is um uh medication to help you produce progest- progesterone and um, helps you produce the follicle stimulating hormone which basically helps develop big enough follicles that it can help produce a mature egg okay anyway they they start me in a kind of a half a dosage of that just to first cycle to see how it went so um when you when they give you the option you have full decision with them you know you you don't have to say yes to every single thing they suggest you know um if you want any fertility website the waterstone clinic scotia clinic they all have the different options that are there but they don't expect you to go in knowing which one to pick Yes. It's not like a, a menu. Oh, I have this, you know. Yes. They do work so closely together okay. with you. Obviously, with my case, um, they weren't overly concerned that it was too serious. That you know, we had to jump straight to any specific type of um, uh, treatment. Um, so they pretty much that's this where the patients comes in. They pretty much go month by month to see well what's working and what's not working. Okay. Today, you know, um. So how did you administer this?
0: Is this, is this, was
1: this injected or was this? No, this is tablet form. This is okay. just habits, you know, so they give you such great information. They give you a sheet where they tell you what days to take it. And then when you're coming back into them. So when they give you any sort of a, a, a hormone like that to help, they always do a, a tracking system. So what they do with that is you take the, the prescription for like five days you come back in and say I can't remember what's day between day 10 and t- day 12 of your cycle and then they do a scan internally to see did that help produce any follicles um so it's pretty amazing like you know you're obviously when you, when you get your first scan you think that you want to see a baby in there but you know um <laughs> 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 you know you're you're there it's all it, again it's back to COVID times like I'd love to have seen what it was like without COVID you know to have the support of your partner there potentially with you and you know every kind of appointment you were going to was well after that first one with Brian it was always on my own you know so oh, yeah. that was tough really, yeah. yeah it was hard because you're it's almost like you were going through it yourself and really? he was there outside waiting you know but you're going through that whole process yourself nearly that's what it felt like it felt like I don't know I just it felt like I was getting going through that and trying to get pregnant myself basically yeah
0: so it was very isolating the fact that you were on your own you know and yeah. then there was the, you know the side of it being nervous and scared as well
1: yeah absolutely and then you know you you're kind of you're there and you're they're, they're trying not trying to get you out quick but they are no they don't want anyone hanging around too, too long scared. in any appointment room they just don't because they you know, as you're wearing a mask you know all these kind of things that you're they don't know who you are, like, you know, you're sticking off your box saying, I don't have temperature, I, I wasn't X, Y, and Z, you know, but they're mm-hmm. trying to get you in and out pretty quickly, you know, so even that coupled with it. Um, now, if, given that, though, they were still super, super informative, so um, when you go back then for your internal scan, which is obviously, it's very daunting, it's, you know, you feel like it's daunting, but they're so, yeah. yeah, they exactly what they're doing, yeah, they're, yeah. they are, they're they are really calming, you know, Um, and as the doctor administers that, so they'll, have a look and they'll say okay well yeah look there's a big enough follicle there um okay so the next step if there is a big enough follicle and it's not more than like three two or three because if there's more than it could lead to multiple pregnancy multiple, yeah they won't yeah. do that as well so they're very cautious of that too
0: yeah. um <clears throat> i would imagine like three there'd be high risk then you're going to complete different side of them um, yeah. effects then like you know but you don't want either absolutely i know three sounds great but like Oh, definitely, there's, yeah. there's the risk of three thin and top of it like everything whether that you can
1: carry yeah. it exactly and they w- exactly and they won't do it if they think there's a risk you know yeah. so it's very much there you're very much depending on their judgment and it's it's yeah. Yeah, great because it takes the decision out of your hands but absolutely you know, yeah. so she was still there at the first cycle oh yeah the lining is still thin so the gestion didn't help it, you know and then if they do think that there's enough follicles there they'll inject another they give an injection to ensure into your um abs basically near your belly button and that's going to basically be a tr- they call it a trigger shot so within after that trigger shot is administered you're going to ovulate within the next 48 hours oh well wow. so an egg is going to be produced yeah so <clears throat> i think the the first time they gave me half of this shot and it was all very confusing and what i found and I, I didn't ask enough questions because it was so daunting enough anyway you know and they're so used to what they're doing yeah that you know, they may not explain every single thing to you. So yes. you sometimes leave a are confused and you're left to Google. But I really recommend is Don't go back home Googling things because <laughs> it's <everybody>, never good. No, <laughs> so, and but everyone's experience is different. What I found when you Google it, you get a lot of American responses. Yes. So, yeah. Much more of this happening in America than they're open. Excuse me. What I gather. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but again, there you once you do that, then they bring you back in for your 21-day bloods again. So you're back in to get more bloods. Oh and from that, then they again see your, progest- your progesterone level. Did you ovulate? Um, and it's, for me, it was like, no. So it was, okay, well, the next, next option now will be, okay, we'll up it now. So they give me a higher dose. Um, and with the higher dose, the same thing again. It was thin lining. This time I had no follicles. I didn't get a trigger shot. So you just know it's another month gone so now you're sitting there okay. kind of going god this is how many more months into this year already yeah. into like what may maybe you know yeah so
0: like you're potentially now at like 17 or 18 months from when you started like which yeah. is
1: so you don't see that side of the journey no and it's you know the the first part of the journey where you're you're trying alone it's kind of like you know you've almost convinced you like i said before you almost convince yourself oh sure probably weren't trying properly or you're enough or whatever it was and then when you're getting help you get frustrated because i can't get help like you know yeah. what what's wrong what's wrong like what's yeah. what am i doing wrong like i think pre on our pre-call you mentioned angela wait, i mean how how can i do better for my fertility or how can i manage things better myself and yes yeah. the answer is really that you can't really um you can live a health enough lifestyle as you can and that goes for everything though you know yeah, yeah. exercising enough eating well enough you know just taking care of your mental health well enough um but nothing. I really want to get that across. there's nothing that you're doing that's going or nothing you're doing now is is worsening your chance of having a child. Basically, you yeah we already yeah thing say well okay if I do this I'm gonna look after my fertility better or yeah you know. What did I do wrong? Was it X, Y, and Z? No, like it wasn't. Now, obviously, unless there's some they tell you something specifically in your lifestyle that yes, in order to get this, you need to do this. Yeah, that's very different. That's a very personal matter. But, yeah, I mean, in general, you know, broad thing, broad scheme of things, no one should really look back and go, Well, what did I do wrong? It's yeah. not a part, it's not you. It's not yeah. you. It could be something like a blockage, it could be a hormone imbalance, it could be something. but. I think the first thing you do when this goes through, you start looking internally and start thinking, well, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that question
0: kind of came out of it, Like I was asking like, yeah. what, what can women and men do to protect their fertility? And like we, you were explained it very well, that it's just like, it's not just necessarily for your fertility, but for your health in general, is it to yeah. protect, you know, healthy weight, don't smoke, yep. um, you know, the regular things that you'd be doing anyway. But that it wasn't um, anything internal
1: yeah and exactly. that
0: was the cause of it that it's
1: yeah. just, and just trying to be as healthy well, that's for everything we want to do yeah you know it's yeah you really want to give yourself the best chance exactly and it's about you know and it's having those conversations with people so you know you just want to make sure that if you're helping someone through it or you're chatting to them that you know you're if you know they smoke for example potentially being that leaning out yeah. so maybe say you know let's try to give up cigarettes even though that yeah. conversation might have had happened by then you know yeah um, but it's just really knowing that, like... Because that's one thing I found. I found every month is kind of like, oh God, what is it, you know? And yeah, every month, because you're getting help, you buy so many pregnancy tests. And, you know, every month there's, like, the yeah. same thing. Yeah, and yeah. <clears throat> I suppose you get to a point then where you have to stop buying them, but you it's so hard not to, you know? But I mean, you do have a good enough idea anyway, you know? Okay. Um, But, yeah, it's just you... <clears throat> It's about trying not to cling on to things. I suppose, look, it's, it's hard, it's hard not to go and buy a pregnancy test when you're going through fertility yeah, treatment. Sometimes you don't need yeah. to, you have to anyway, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but usually your period will come along before you get a chance to test anyway. Um, but it's ch- it's talking, it's, it's really, I like guess, talking to your partner, it's making sure you keep yeah. them involved, especially during COVID times when you are going in on your own. It can become very lonesome. It can become yeah. really an isolating experience. Um, yeah.
0: Talk to me a bit more there about like the emotional side of when you do get that period. Yeah. it's How do you deal with that? I,
1: it's hard. Like it's, um, I, I'd love to say, Oh, I dealt with the great, you know, and I was grand and I was, you know, I talked to whoever and I, it, it wasn't, it was horrible. It was, yeah. even when you felt those cramps coming and, you know, you just, he just, there's a, honestly a couple of days every month where it was just, that was it. I was inconsolable. There was no yeah. one that could say anything to me. Brian couldn't say anything to me. No one, like I couldn't talk to anyone. I have like big puffy eyes. I've picked, I took pictures actually. Just one thing I did help me was I took pictures of my journey nearly, nearly the whole thing through. Yeah. And um, there was ones I found going back and like big puffy eyes on me. And just, you just, yeah. I, I, it, I, there's no other way I can say it. I can't say that it was, um, I did x y and Z to help myself because i didn't yeah. um those couple of days are just heartbreaking yeah you know um because you don't know why and you're like well i have to do it all again next month you know and so once you get that resilience then you know to keep going that's the thing I was just, once you get past those first couple of days because look you're dealing with hormones as well you have to yeah. remember like you're not just dealing with your your regular body hormones you're dealing with those hormones that are give, being given to you through medication you know um once you get past those first couple of days, anyway, which generally is hard at the start of your period and the start of your cycle, you do. I, I did talk to I did talk to Brian more. I did talk to a couple of people I was leaning on a bit more. Not every cycle, but you know, a couple of people. But the professional sport I was getting every every week. It helped massively, you know, it did, you know, and you kind of pull out of it and you kind of go, okay, well, what can I control? What can't I control? So you get back to that and it did help me writing down just even a, a simple table, what I can't control, what I can't control. Okay. um, And it, look, you're going to feel hurt anyway and you're going to feel sad, but you just write down like what can i control so what i well, what i can control today is what i can eat what i can get up and do and what i can actually do but what i can't control are the hormones i can't control yeah um <clears throat> what's going to happen within my body i can't control that as much as i'd love to you just yes, can't. Of course. So, you know what you can control is a stress levels you can control your emotions you can not cannot say you can control your emotions but you can by breaking down things um yeah. By, like writing in a journal if that's what's going to work for you potentially it's like I said maybe taking pictures um you know it's getting outside getting some fresh air um getting out getting active maybe going to the gym maybe you know it's eating a bit healthier whatever it is or maybe talking to a friend about it you know yeah. there's always something you can control and with that it's going to reduce your stress levels it's going to reduce that and it's going to help and that so
0: sounds like putting in a very good support
1: system you know in place while you're going through this journey would be very important exactly and it's it's be allowing yourself to get out of your head if yeah. you have like it's it's such an important thing i can't stress enough to be able to get out of your head step away from it um because especially like you said the start of that cycle again is it's difficult you know because you have to pick up the phone and the amount of times i've cried in the phone to the scotia clinic and well, here i am again you know and yeah. you should ring up and think okay well the next appointment is this you know and um know you know you know know kind of what has to happen so by doing that you're almost getting into the next cycle then so you have to start getting ready for that you have to start preparing mentally because if you keep going into these cycles like totally run down with emotion you're going to be stressed and stress does not have it no as i know i joked earlier on when i said people said you hear people saying oh just relax you know if you don't think about it it might happen you know and just go and have, you know, date night and, you know, don't think yeah. about it. And I, I know all intentions are great and all that, but it doesn't help. It doesn't help you reduce your stress. Yeah. You really have to take actions to help reduce your stress. Yeah. Um. And once you take that ownership, it will definitely help. Yeah. And that's reaching out to someone, just even have a chat about something, you know. You don't have to tell detail about what you're going through, but potentially from high level look. You know we're struggling to do it, you know have a child we're currently getting some help um even just offloading that the the, yeah. the relief it kind of gives you know um But so what would you say like we were talking about this earlier you know and, and we keep going on with your
0: journey but like no one speaks about it um and like even your friends but because it's such a personal issue like close friends can be afraid to ask yeah you know um so like what would you recommend you know for people how can they help and support someone that's going through that they don't need to know any of the details but like how can they and you you know it's couples might want to keep those details to themselves and you need to respect that space because you don't need to know the details but how can you help them uh, support them in their journey without being invasive and I think that's where people kind of struggle they just don't should they say something should they not
1: should they ask should they not definitely it's a really valid question um it's hard unless the person comes to you and tells you you're not going to know so I suppose in general in as an overall view we just need to be a bit more sensitive when it comes to people and and children and families a lot of off the cuff kind of questions are asked um but I find more even on Facebook and things these days people tagging people oh who's next to have a baby or you know who tag your next at who's going to have twins or something do you know and yeah it's it's small little things like that you might think is great fun and hilarious but you do not know what's on the other side of the person's life you don't know what's going on so and even just generally making remarks like oh sure when you having the kids now i, I, I don't know if it happens much more anymore but certainly certainly would have had yeah i think it would have had and it probably does and it, it might not be something you mean like or anything like that but it's just it's been a bit more sensitive that you know some a they might want kids um but yeah. b you just don't know what's happening and that's in general i suppose we could all say that we need yeah. to be a bit more kinder to people and yeah. you know um in general you just don't want to know what's going on in someone's life you really don't yeah. um but until the person comes to you and, and talks to you, you're not going to know their, what they're going through. Of course, you could pick up on something if someone's really not being themselves at a particular time of the month. Um, no, like that didn't happen with me. I I I brought the subject with people that i I was close to that I felt comfortable with. Um it came to a point, it wasn't straight away, but it came to a point where well, obviously I spoke, spoke to one person, a couple of people at the start, but It's it's something that I kind of, I spoke to a couple of my sisters-in-law. I found them great support. I eventually spoke to my mom. um, And I didn't expect any quick fixes. I didn't expect any answers. I didn't expect any magical words because I know there are none. But it was just the ability to be able to literally just cry down the phone at times. You know, Um, to be able to just talk about it um, without any judgment, without any... um, and I would always preface it even. I'd say, look, I, I don't I don't need you to say it because they feel bad. I know I could feel on the other line, they could feel the hurt that they had because one person I knew had, had already been through something similar and the other people have had kids, you know, so they they understood kind of, well, they understood what I was going through. Not fully, but like they just, the heart bled. So I could almost hear So straight away, I was like, you know, this, this and this, but I don't want you to, I don't think you can fix it basically. Yeah. But yeah. it's just, being there and every now and then maybe just just checking in and if you haven't heard from them just how's it going how's everything going for you this month you know or um it came to a point where some people didn't want to be checking in with me because they were worried in case it would set me off or something like that yeah. but yeah by going to them I was opening that door that hey this is what I'm going through I can't go through it not, not that everyone through it alone but I can't go through um this without talking about it you yeah. know and you are opening that door for that so so, so basically people really just need to be there they don't yes. need to you don't want them to fix you you don't want them to do anything for you just listen yeah. um and that's it really they're not going to be able to they won't be able to do anything realistically for yeah. you it, they yeah. just won't um all yeah. they can do is just be there for an ear you know this day and age is hard because it's all over the phone and you can't give someone a hug and have yeah. all the time oh yes you exactly you would need one one of the one of the best things you could do so
0: basically like you would be saying like you know it's better to be there
1: than to be ignoring someone and avoiding someone because you don't know what to say because you're uncomfortable exactly exactly so never fear of upsetting them by sending a message or picking up the yeah, phone yeah a that little That's message my, my man perspective and, yeah i open the door so i'm kind of like hey <laughs> yeah thank you, you know, yeah. depending on the detail obviously they went into with as well some people like would have known more than others when i spoke to them i yeah. um and some people knew at different times you know um but depends how much you know if you know quite a bit then you know it doesn't they don't I well so I never there were never been a point where i was expecting someone to pick up and go oh well, hey how did this go through this cycle my hormone is this and you know not yeah. that detail yeah Just, hey how's it going you how's know? it going
0: yeah how are you yeah what and i do got plenty of those messages yeah. in
1: it. they meant more to me than the people will ever know you know yeah, that's um good. that's good we go back on track now
0: so anyway Yeah so you've, you've tried those
1: they've upped those hormone tablets Look, the What's next last thing and they keep to go to the same thing so we went we stuck with those um for a couple of cycles um stuck with the higher dose for two for, for the cycles after that and then this conversation starts to turn a bit so you know when i come in for the second cycle of getting those prescribed um then there was other mentions okay well look next month we might try injections so she's you know kind of basically what she kind of explained to me was that they don't jump to an injection straight away because a the cost of them and b not just money but you know there's a lot of more factors and yeah. b stronger dose kind of thing you know so um you know through a few cycles of the tablets and that was kind of then she starts talking about the next thing and then in the next breath she was like and look we could you know age-wise and stuff would probably you know are you definitely open to looking at IVF? I those three letters I mentioned yeah you know you're you straight away that's where you are straight away your mind goes on there that's where I have to go now clearly because that's what she said. even though that's not what she was saying she just needs to understand well how far into this are you willing to go because there are so many steps you could say no let's keep trying this for a few more cycles you know you could stay with injections for longer or you could you know go to different there's more options but they want to know I suppose because I suppose I was 35 at that stage and then it's like well you know being realistic here you yeah. going to take X amount of time as well so you know they're kind, they're trying to factor in everything as well so yeah. look they what I'd say to people as well is if that happens don't don't like get so frightened by it that that's the route you have Absolutely. to take yeah. you know yeah. you still have to believe that every cycle could be it you still have to have that faith because you know it could happen. You don't know when it's going to happen. They're trying to help you. They're trying to stimulate those hormones within your body. For me, anyway, that was my experience. That that's what was basically was a hormonal imbalance that they couldn't really not figure out. They just couldn't understand what was going to work or not. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, I came back. It didn't work again for a few more cycles, and then um, the next option was the injections. So, um, it's it's pretty hard because you had to go in to meet them again um I met midwife again and then they show you how to use the injections you know and you're um, yeah it's just it is because okay well I think if you're talking about the one she had this box and she this is how you do that and this and this and you're just sitting there kind of going can I record this and bring it home with me because how am I (laughs) going to remember this you know Mm -hmm. um but they're again they're so helpful like if you need any help just ring us whatever it is and again they give you so much information um just basically what you're doing is injecting yourself for x amount of days in your cycle um i think it was 10 days i think of your cycle okay
0: then
1: again they bring you back in they do a scan an internal scan to see how it all went and then they give you a trigger shot to do when you go home um depending on what if they're happy enough they might let you do two more days of, of injections and then do a trigger shot that trigger shot helps you ovulate so it all depends on how the scan goes. So, they're keeping such good care of how you're getting on. Um, yeah. So, look, obviously, yeah, you've got to the pharmacy and you get these injections ordered in because they're not kept and they have to be kept in a fridge. And there's all these different things that you have to adhere to. And th- they're pricey, but to be fair, they're covered. You have everyone, should be qualified, drug payment scheme in any way, but um, they do get qualified under that. So, it course, does yeah. massively reduce it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you just pretty much, I put up a video on my Instagram, if anyone wants to go and check out it. a snapshot. Right, yes, uh, yes. You're, you're, you do it very matter-of-factly,
0: so. <laughs> you're like an expert at it.
1: And to be honest, they're, they really are, They're for me anyway, look, I i, I don't have any fear of needles at this stage anyway, but they're yeah. very, you know, easy to administer, they're not yeah. painful, you can always get your partner to help you if you wanted, if you didn't want to look and do it. Um
0: and was that at a specific time every day you had to stick to it or was it just once like random or was there?
1: Yes, I did. it. I to it every evening. Anyway, I did it every evening. Um, I stuck to the same time every day. Just to keep it. I think they do recommend the same time every day. Um, and can I ask the tablets
0: now you've taken and the injections, have they any um, effect on you health wise? Like, did you feel any? not health
1: wise but i'm exactly. sure they definitely affected me emotionally, emotionally. definitely yeah. yeah i mean especially when the the, the dose of the uh, with the injections went in i mean you're 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 putting i suppose you're putting more hormones into your body you yeah. know and it's definitely going to affect you emotionally so i have to like to remind people of that when you're going through yeah. it that yeah. it is going to affect your emotions um you know you might struggle to deal with things a bit you know you might just be a bit harder to deal with things but I didn't notice anything massively but looking back on it now I'm like you can see like, yeah definitely you know you're yeah. really good and I, I feel for me I felt when I was taking injections I felt like hey I'm getting an, even a better step closer because I feel with tablets just mentally for me it was like they're great but taking injections I think just for me it was like a more serious step you know yeah. kind of and again that can potentially lead to that whole this is going to work step yes. you know and yeah um but there's nothing scary with the injections there's nothing too complicated about it either they are very very easy to administer um that went on for one cycle um then i went in had they had a look uh they do the internal scan again the good news my lining thickened so that was great so it just shows that like that the, the whole thickening of the lining isn't too they weren't too concerned because it generally tends to happen anyway yeah whether with pregnancy or through the injection through the progesterone yes. that they're putting into your body um and then that was it they're happy me to go off and do my trigger shot um and that was in august and then um yeah so i and in the meantime you'd become a mummy
0: a mummy a daddy mum hadn't you no not yet that was, <laughs> that was september so
1: um yeah um we it's all grand grand we we're down I just never get it we we're down one sunny day down in Dingle then towards the end of August uh like would have been day 24 of my cycle whatever it was and um I just I was cramping all that day and I was just dreading what it meant and yeah and it turned out that I got what I thought was a period um and I was in, I, and I was just heartbroken again same thing just absolutely heartbroken um I couldn't even explain that day. It was, it, was, it was a really sunny day. It was beautiful, but I, I couldn't. I was just straight away in the car, went home. Um, literally went to bed and didn't get out of bed. You know, and it, that happens. Like I said, it did happen nearly every month. Um, but I didn't wallow in it every month. You know, you had to pick yourself up. Now, to be fair, like people bought me back out of that hole as well. And that's why I think support network is so important. Um, I can't even begin to <laughs> go back to the emotions that I felt, but having those people really did you know really did help um well mm-hmm. yeah so then you're going to go you ring them up as well and you kind of like try to explain to them it was a really short cycle you know it's just so you know you, what's going on and everything's over the phone now so you didn't have to go back in again they sent your prescription straight to the pharmacy and you went up and picked up your needles again to start off again and whatever it was day two or three of your cycle and you know you're going again and um the conversation I actually had with the doctor when I got my first injections was okay well you know we'll give this a couple of cycles and then we'll look at IVF that was definitely going to be the next step there are other steps you can do IUI which is artificial insemination but they do um it's not what my son's for but that's basically what it is um but she was like straight IVF you know so the kind of the conversations I was having with my nearest and dearest was kind of like luck telling because I wanted a bit of not that no one was checking in me, but let like, say I, I had said to people, like, look, just in case it worked, my whole story was, we're, you know, we're going to just take some, a break after this next cycle. And and this actually was our plan. It was. Yeah. We're going to take a break and we we're going to start the new year if it was going to be like, yeah, we're going to take the rest yeah. of the year because yeah. it, it does, it, it, there is an emotional toll there. Yeah. And there is, um you have to think of your own personal relationship as well. And it's hard. It's, it's, it is hard to go through it and it's hard to, you know because you're you're trying to plan everything around ovulation days and it can get quite taxing and quite yeah. your toll and everything especially with lockdown and all the lonely appointments and the emotions that go with it it's yeah. it's you know um but at the same
0: time I'd say it must strengthen your relationship you know when you support each other through something you know Absolutely. through a process like this
1: yeah I mean definitely I mean you really do need to lean into each other and yeah. you need to be able to talk to each other about it and you know help each other through in so many different ways you know um and obviously the in and out of lockdowns were were so stressful with the business as well and yeah you're trying to manage that and your own personal life and you know you're trying to show this kind of front all the time with people and that can be hard as well you yeah. know um to be this kind of not that you change your personality but you're trying to be one person and then you are yeah. dealing with kind of other things in the background and that's kind of why we always and that's my whole thing with it is just everyone in general just being kind to each other because you just don't know what's happening in, in yeah. anyone's life you know and um the stresses of all everything like that is going to have an effect you know yeah. um, and yeah. you you and you do try and you do need to be um a bit more when it comes to it you need to be a bit more selfish and in terms of even just looking after yourself you know and um, I don't mean selfish in terms of you know
0: looking after yourself it, it's yeah. important because it's like you know the air or the airplane
1: analogy if you don't look after yourself you can't look after anyone well, that's exactly it and it, it's so true and yeah. um I suppose that's kind of that wasn't the reason why when in within the business I did take a step back from the coaching side of things and also when people must be wondering why you know and this wasn't the reason why but it certainly was part of you yeah. know just taking a bit of time for myself because I do yeah. work a full-time job as well and you know you're trying to juggle everything and you're trying to you still want to um you know be part of it all and with that i end up taking way more classes and i was enjoying it and it was, yeah. it was and look that could have well played a part in how everything went for finish you know what i mean yeah. so um you you need to be able to try different things i think as well and, and, yeah. and well kind of what's going to work for you and you know even if say for example if you never did yoga maybe try this some yoga you know I people do recommend someone recommend reflexology you know I never tried it myself but some people have highly highly recommended it but I think it was due to COVID I don't think I could do it for a finish yeah. um but yeah I mean so like then leading on to the next most important part of the story yes. um so the next month I went ahead and did it and we did all the injections again and um I was a we, my friend, had actually just had her baby around the twenty third of September, and then a couple of days later, it was like a, a Friday. Actually, sorry, the week before we had Milo, <laughs> we had Milo. But <laughs> you became a dog mom. Our firstborn. <laughs> yeah, know, he became a dog mom. Yeah, the week before, so uh, he was obviously brought massive joy to our lives. Um, and then a week later, I was kind of, I was kind of be crampy, and I was like, oh, whatever. Do you know, I won tesco pregnancy test i know why the brand matters but i just was sitting there in the toilet and uh not in the toilet, <laughs> <the> bathroom cabinet <laughs> anyway and you know i looked and i went oh, i was in such a bad mood that day i was like i'm just gonna take this test now just really you know to know yourself, to know yourself. yeah yeah i wanted <laughs> to be upset i was just like yeah i'm ready for it now come on just it get all yeah. done with like bring it yeah.
0: on yeah
1: yeah and anyway, i took the pregnancy test and straight away it was positive um oh, and, wow. yeah and then, you know you could, I couldn't believe it, and I had all these notions of how I was going to tell Brian. I was, you know, you know pre- I read a positive pregnancy test, like all these, like I was going to put in a present, and all these things. Like, you know, we went on from his birthday to like anniversary, and it kept going there through the year. <laughs> but literally, ran downstairs, and just like, Look at this, <laughs> so that was it. But neither of us can we all be both going. Kind I of went, Okay, well, let's calm down here now. It's probably nothing, you know, straight away. You think you do think of negatives, and you're like, Oh, well, yeah, like, you're like afraid, it's not that. Yeah. there's something wrong, yeah. surely, or you know. Anyway, the whole weekend, of pregnancy test and I rang up their clinic on Monday and they uh, <laughs> just said to me, just please stop taking pregnancy tests. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's not going to change now that, like, you know, so they booked me in for an early scan. And yeah, and obviously it was going to be whatever many weeks they thought it was. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just I can't explain the feeling. It was just almost kind of like, OK, well, this is amazing, you know, and it was yeah. great and we we're delighted and the. We just wanted to tell everyone we couldn't tell anyone and you know um it's such a feeling of but then it's 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 amazing how you go from amazing of joy and 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 love and everything and obviously still there but parties then is like okay well you sit waiting attention trucks, then you're kind of like well what's going to go wrong (laughs) i don't mean that in a negative way but you you've already gone through so many months of of nothing of like not expecting and i genuinely wasn't expecting it when that test came through you know um so you're almost kind of waiting for the next thing then you know yeah. um so does this
0: make the pregnancy a way more
1: stressful <laughs> do you think
0: <sighs>
1: yeah like the it's a hard one because i had a i'm, I'm having a, a it was a harder pregnancy than i think most people would have had it wasn't too hard but i definitely had complications yeah yeah and it, it does make it it makes it that bit more it makes it more special absolutely like it makes it well i can imagine any pregnancy obviously is spe- special, but when you've gone through what you've gone through, you almost want to hold on to unwrap on Well, because you hear all these stories, you know, and you're like, oh, chemical pregnancies and you know, oh miscarriage, you know, obviously, miscarriages and can happen, and you know, all these things, and you're like, you just want to hold on for dear life and just protect it and not leave the house and not do anything, you know. And yeah. there's no there was obviously the fear of COVID, but that whole COVID percentitis wasn't around then, you know. So yeah. you're still trying to protect anyway. Um yeah. But it just it made it a bit made it a bit more magical and made it a bit more scary all at the same time, you know. Yeah. Um. And it was hard not to tell the people who. So we had spun that story anyway before the injections that look we were going to we take. take. So. Yeah, my mother was afraid to ask me then because I wasn't talking about it as much as it was, and I was like, "No, look, we're just look, it didn't work again this month. We're going to just take a break, and we're going to go with IVF in the new year." And when I said that, that was kind of closed book. No yeah. one really bought it up anymore because when yeah. that happens you're shutting the door again you know yes. what I mean so yeah. you're kind of you're kind of closing back in in yourself which is what they might have thought yeah um but I would still if I, if anyone is going through it and they're not um they're not getting to where they think they're going to get to then don't close the door basically you know I'm probably rambling on here probably I'm way too long but you know <laughs> to not close that door like don't yeah. close it too early if you actually do need to go and go through IVF whatever it is the next step um the support is definitely still there with the clinics and with people around you so definitely lean on that and use it they may not know what you're going through but they don't need to know they, they don't need to yeah. your support yeah. and be there for you you know yeah.
0: and that's what i think is important to get out there it's because like, it is it's not that genuinely people don't want to help it's just they don't know how to help and exactly. like, they don't know what's expected of them and it's like once people realize there's nothing expected of them just literally to be there an ear to listen to a text here and there every now and again like
1: yeah. you know to, to normalize that it's going to open up things yeah definitely really well um and that's it's it, there's no there's no right or wrong answer there's no um there's no right way wrong way to there's obviously there's no right or wrong way to help your body through fertility either there's obviously less ideal ways definitely yeah. in terms of the habits but like you can change those habits you know and yeah. there's nothing that's going to say well, yes or no you can or you can't you know and unfortunately you, you're going to have you have people who will go down the routes and unfortunately they will be unlucky to never be able to conceive and yeah that's a very realistic fact as well but if you can arm yourself with the most most amount of information that you can even like you said talking to specialists about freezing eggs about going to specialists early on like going and having these conversations even before you even think you want to have a child yeah arm yourself with every single possibility that you can yeah. in order to have the best result possible yeah and i think that's really important um and i just honestly looking at professionals so going to see the professionals when you need yeah. to so talk whether it's mentally having to, talking to someone professionally you know going to your gp going to your specialist yeah. um, looking after yourself in terms of you know going to a gym you know going to you know going and having that coaching yeah. having nutrition coaching having all these things that are going to you and help you uh, both, it's not just you as well, it's just two of you in it. If you know, yeah. ten, now some people might go singly and are on their own, and that's yeah. fine, that's a journey, a different journey. Yeah, if you are with someone and you both want to start family, there's two of you in it, and you have to remember that. And I think,
0: and is there support like for the other person, like you know, like say now for yourself, like you've got the support you needed, but like is there some place for Brian
1: if he wanted to get support, but there was there some place that he could look for support? It really comes down to the person itself, it becomes, I mean, it, it definitely, I mean. He, People that he could talk to. Um, it really comes down to I think men in general, uh, you know, it'd be harder for them, I think, to find the support yeah. they need. Um, mainly because we're we're not that great talking about it, but I don't think men will be as good at talking about it. Yeah. Um and it might be harder to find those um the avenues for them to look networks. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but when I put on my post, I genuinely had so many people message Humanist. me, yeah. I've "Been through that, or I'm going through something similar, or, or we're looking at that." And right. um, a guy messaged me, and I was just like, "You know, there's always that support is there if you ever need it." You know, and yeah, it's knowing that it's there can yeah. even help. That yeah. can be enough to know that someone else is kind of there. Someone else, some people are on a different path entirely, but they're still going through that. It's just yeah. knowing that you're not alone. There's, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah you're not alien to the whole thing it's not like it's not that easy I mean I saw pregnancy announcement after pregnancy announcement and even my proper own pregnancy announcement no one knew the, yeah. the, the behind the story about it you yeah. know what I mean and no. yeah I just you're not alone there's some people yeah. going through it yeah you know yeah no it, it's um I think like from
0: what I can gather is it's like education really isn't it it's just education getting the conversation out there yeah. um, normalizing it and um, not like not having that taboo about it that it's that it's mm-hmm. nothing you do yourself it's just you know it's one of these things and to get the support you need around it yeah. um, um, and, and now tell us how you are feeling because you are absolutely not too far away from welcoming this
1: little baby I and mean, that's even the thing with the, the the when I found out I was pregnant and we all you know it was great and everything and then um, I had to go to hospital because I had a complication kind of later on and when they did my scan the basically the the our dates were like everything was wrong like basically we were a month ahead of where we were meant to be so the first cycle actually I did with the injections worked whatever happened that I thought was I don't know what it was it could have been anything so I'm just trying to say to people as well always remember that like you know what you might think didn't work it did for us you know yeah. what I mean so it just yeah. like um not saying that's going to be the case ever for everyone everyone's different yeah. you know definitely yeah. but I well, the more when I spoke with that to people someone said that's not, that happened to me too you know so imagine yeah yeah and
0: see, so. it's it's the speaking of it isn't it and to normalize it and that's what's wrong that we're not normalizing it yeah. we're
1: not getting it out there and um, exactly just having conversations and talking yeah. about it I, you know like because of that then like because I didn't go back to this clinic for that scan because I didn't need to because I'd had confirmation of everything was fine then. Mm. Um and look even with your own pregnancy it's fantastic I like I mean it's it's amazing it's the best thing ever but Every pregnancy doesn't have their own journey, you know. Because yeah. of what happened to me, I couldn't even work out the way I want to. Yeah. You know, and you, you everyone has a, an idea of how things should be, and you know, pregnancy. You should not. Everyone doesn't think you should be able to get pregnant easy. I'm not saying that, but a lot of people do think it just happens, yeah. and then when you're pregnant, you just have your baby. Yeah. So there's all these complications with true pregnancy that, you know even myself like I, I always had an idea in my head about how I was going to manage myself through pregnancy like right. oh you know still going through you know do my workouts and do next y and yeah. z but because when that was put against me that roadblock was put against me you'd find other ways you have to adapt yeah. you know so I walk the streets of clarity
0: <laughs> so the part you don't you don't just uh, walk them you yeah. put up some massive
1: steps every day so you do so you just you adapt and there's no right yeah. or wrong there's no same with yeah. getting pregnant there's no right or wrong method you know it's every journey is going to have their own. It's your journey for that reason. Yeah. Um, and you you don't need to do things for social media. You don't need to be seen to be, I don't know, like for some people, it might be working out during pregnancy. It's, it, yes, it will work for some people. And it's, that's fantastic. And it's great. We obviously encourage movement and you need to do that. But if it doesn't work for you, then just find a different way. And you don't you don't have to be looking. I'm very conscious of people looking at social media, seen through the eyes of what the world yeah. thinks pregnancy should yeah. be like you know and and how and so it's very that could go a lot of different perspectives but definitely it comes to pregnancy it's it's very hard everyone has their own journey and everyone has their own experience you know and it's enjoy every single experience you know enjoy it all even that even the road bumps because they make you learn more about yourself and your baby so
0: period yeah yeah and I suppose like that there's no right way for anyone only just your way and it's like you said your journey and I suppose you, you can just control you and what you can do around it and not worry about, no. but I suppose it's hard. Like you'd have people have expectations, but they're all external. Exactly. So you just have to become very um, resolute, I suppose, with knowing what you can control and what you can do. And
1: Definitely.
0: moms and moms to be anyway, I think to be, they seem to adapt very well. They, they get into yes. very protective or protective modes to look after themselves and the baby,
1: Definitely. Um, be, probably to the detriment of their own health. They look yes. after the baby more. I think so and that's yeah we about have had a conversation today actually even about that you know yeah um, but i think you hit the nail in the head and it's expectations it's it's managing your expectations and yeah. having a realistic expectation and actually, sometimes it's not having an expectation exactly
0: yeah
1: because you know? yeah, when you think about expectation and it's in your head it's very yeah. hard if it doesn't yeah. live up to it or it just changes it's very yeah. hard to kind of come back from that yeah that's you know? it it is. It's 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 funny. So,
0: thanks, Ro. That's Sorry, been really, really <laughs> not at all. No. Um, we were just saying that I was asking you earlier on, um, before we got recorded, about um, if there was anything resource-wise that you thought was helpful. You're going to attach it onto um, yeah. underneath the podcast, so if anyone wants yeah. any advice. And you were saying you were very much um, available if anyone wanted to reach out to you. Absolutely.
1: Anyone who wants to chat about it could be anything they're going through at the moment. I may not know the full history i don't need to know the full history but they want to have a chat or even um like how I, how i went about x y and z or whatever it was however i found whatever treatment or you know anything even just a talk definitely yeah. i'm yeah. always here yeah
0: yeah so they uh, that will be attached at the end as well um yeah. underneath the podcast so thank you very much roshan Foley. This is an absolute pleasure and very informative and really really interesting and i hope this just you know gets the conversation going um uh, with any woman at all, even just to
1: learn about their cycle, you know. I mean, there was information for everyone.
0: Absolutely, was.
1: and yeah. it's just really just trying to get that out there and like just talk, talk more. And even if the thing is, even if you had a baby, doesn't mean like the next time you try, it might be just as hard. It might be harder. Yeah. You know, you just don't know. So it's it's being prepared for that. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And thank you so
0: much. I'm going to say goodbye now to um, the recording and thank you very much. Um and